Oh, I don't like you. I think you're a fake cop. If we were in the wild, I would attack you. If I were a lion and you were a tuna, I would swim out in the middle of the ocean and eat you. Okay. First off, a lion swimming in the ocean? Lions don't like water. If you'd placed it near a river or some sort of fresh water source, that makes sense. But you find yourself in the ocean, 20-foot waves, I'm assuming it's off the coast of South Africa, coming up against a full-grown 800-pound tuna with his 20 or 30 friends, you lose that battle. You lose that battle nine times out of ten. Did that go the way you thought it was going to go? Nope. Episode 185. The move of the Rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube, your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Hey, Stallone and company think they're expendable? Wait till they hear this show. So, arguably the biggest movie. This year, yes. we're going to talk about. We're going to devote the whole show to the eat, other pray, guys. Love. Is this, no, this oh, eat, pray, pray, love. The eat, biggest pray, love. movie of the year, I think. Hey, uh, that was one of my uh, favorite tweets of the last week. Was uh, I tweeted uh, that uh, Brad and I were going to see The Expendables, and then I wrote something like, "Yes, to answer your question, Eat, Pray, Love was sold out." <laughs> <laughs> but it's a tweet, so you can't hear anybody laughing. So, you know, it's kind you of... You have to uh, it's presume not, it's funny. It's not like being on stage where you get that instant feedback. Mm-hmm. You, know, you just have to kind of hope. It's more like it's more like this. Oh, oh trust me. I knew that. Uh, and we should mention the other guys. I don't know if you guys saw that. Will no. Ferrell and Marky Mark. No. God, that was so funny. Really? <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was actually good, huh? Oh, it was incredibly funny. Was the story, wasn't there a movie very similar to that? Uh, was it Cop Out? With Bruce with Willis, Bruce Willis oh, and Tracy Bruce, Morgan, yeah. now, that, but that's a different director. That's but a different. there was something weird that uh, that the uh, the the guys went to the studio to pitch the idea for the good guys, and they basically said no, and so they decided to uh, um, go with this other movie with Bruce Willis and Tracy Morgan. And so uh, uh, was it was it Kevin Smith? Is that the Kevin guys? Smith? Yes. Yeah, he took. Uh, I heard an interview with him, and he said that uh, so he basically had to take uh, his his idea for the movie across the street. By which time, um, the uh, uh, the first movie had kind of taken the plot to his movie, and what are you so they about? had to come up with a second uh, plot uh, for the good guys. Ke- the other guys, the other guys, good guys. Yeah, good guys is the TV show. Sorry, yeah, the other guys. Of course, <laughs> so that's what I mean. What is um, does I'm Kevin Smith have to do with this? He directed uh, Cop Out. He did. Yes. Oh, I thought he directed the uh, the other guys. That was Adam McKay. Oh right, the director. Of, uh, of oh, I guess you heard Adam well, McKay then. has a um, a show that's going to come on Comedy Central. Really, him and Will Ferrell. Are, I'm interested. Are yeah, it's called oh, it? Big Like. Big Like. It's not yeah. Funny or Die TV or something. Isn't that on uh, HBO? Hey, what's wrong, buddy? We got well, say we got Sage you know going. I'm kind of on air right now. Hey, hey, Sage. You want to go outside? Can That's you sit in crazy your, talk. Not Sage. your Space Ranger outfit. Sage, can you sit in your dad's lap for just a minute? 
Sage is in we, a head-to-toe footy right now. Sage. It's Sage, a Buzz Lightyear footy. Will you sit in your dad's lap for just a minute? Or or Frank's lap, one of the two. Well, he likes Frank better, so can we? Can, you know why? Because I bring up pictures of superheroes and we look at them. Sage, oh, that's I've always the, wondered. Sage, can I talk to you for a minute? Hey, Sage, Brad's trying to talk to you, young man. Sage, hey, Sage. hey, he's been unresponsive for the last day or two. We went to the library yesterday, which ordinarily is is a source of endless good times, and he had a good time there, but. Uh, uh, we ran into a couple of people we didn't know, but uh, uh, there were uh, kids about his age, and so I started talking to the parents. And um, he was literally hiding behind my legs oh. rather than say hello and wave to the little uh, little girl who was right there in his demographic. So, shy, uh, shy turd showed up. We had, uh, we did, we had a sighting of, uh, of yeah, yeah, uh, of, of, of yes. shy, mm-hmm. of shy uh, sage, mm-hmm. sage, right, sage. Sarge. It's Sarge. Hey Sage, I have a question for you. Sage, Can, I, can I ask? Can say I ask Brad, you a question? Sage. He's not looking at Brad. He's Brad. looking at a, a Here, plastic anchor. Yes. Here, look Sage. At look at Brad. Sage, can I ask you a question? <laughs> He's not looking Here, at Brad. Oh. Here, this this is like holding the antlers. Hey, do you want this back? Python routine. Man, he is not looking at you. Sage, do you want this toy back? Well, do you? Turge. Say yes if you do. Well, can I ask wow. you a question? This is like the exact opposite of what we All right, usually do. All right, you know what? So, Forget it. Let him right. go. Well, hey, it was a nice try anyway. Well, hey, thanks for being a part of the show, Sage. Um, you really got the show off uh, on a really good Daddy, foot. Daddy. What? I don't, even I don't even understand what you're saying anymore. Oh, wait till he becomes a teenager. Yeah, frankly, then you're get, then you're really gonna say that. Yeah, well, you know what? Hey, you know what? <laughs> yeah, way to go, you boopy, boopy, boopy. <laughs> yeah, all right. There you go. Slap me some skin, brother. Because you said boopy on air. You're yeah. acting like a three-year-old. Boopy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Hey, that's awesome. Okay, now we're we're back in the game. Yeah, we're back in the game. <laughs> Who's our sponsor? Instocktrades.com. Up to 37% off your trade paperback and hardcover needs. No shipping on orders if you order $50 or more. This week's number one top seller is Lock and Key Hardcover Volume 3. Really? $25 sticker price. You can get it for $17.49. You have to get the first two hardbacks, then I'll uh, start thinking about the third. Number two uh, seller this week is uh, Unwritten Trade Paperback Volume 2. It's a Vertigo series. Unwritten? Uh huh. That sounds like an easy job. Uh, twelve ninety nine regular price. You can get it for eight dollars and eighteen cents. That's right. And the number four bucks. Uh, top seller is Walking Dead Trade Paperback Volume Twelve, Life Among Them. Fifteen dollar really? book. You can get it for nine dollars and forty four cents. Excellent. It was a good one too. It was a good one. Yeah. Just got that one and it leaves you on a on a hang, on a cliffhanger and you're like, dang, why is it doing that? To you me? have a hankering for more, don't you? Yeah. That's nice. So. It's like InStockTrades.com. Uh, it's like eating Oriental food. That's Batman. See, That's just Batman with wings. Frank is uh, is hooking Sage up right now. Trying to keep him uh, happy. Mm-hmm. That's Batman just on his rope. Hey. He's swinging like Tarzan. Frank, nice. Frank, can you get him to talk to me? Brad. Hey, Turge. Let's say hi to Brad. Hi, Brad. I have a question. Tell, tell him I have a question. Sage. 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 Hi, Brad. Sage. Brad has a question for you. Let's see. What? Let's hey, look at Brad and see what he has. Hey, to Sage, say. do you recognize that there's a third human in the room right now? <laughs> I guess third and a half. 
Man, what did you do to this young man? Sage. I don't know. He's, I, he's very I'd shy. Actually, Sage, do you know what this is? Right now. Sage, do you know what this is? What is it? Money. Money? Yeah. yeah. Do you want it? You do? It's not mine. You know whose it is? Thank it's you, mine. Sage. Good. It's mine. Can I ask you a question? If you if you talk to me, if you answer my question, you can have this money. Don't do it. 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 No. Don't do it. Don't do it. You got some change in your pocket. He'll be just as happy with a dime. Trust me. He'll be just as happy with a dime, and you'll be out of luck. No, I have a Prozac actually, but I can find some change around here. Don't worry about it. Never mind. Sage, you just lost five bucks. Sage, you just lost five. Let me tell you what. For a three-year-old, five bucks is like. Is like a billion. <laughs> All right. Because so, he doesn't actually have to buy anything. No. Okay. No. Because I said hi to you earlier and you totally ignored me. I said hi to you earlier and you totally ignored me. You were in your room and I said, hey, Zoe, and you just totally ignored me. What's up with you kids? Okay. <laughs> Whatever. All right. What's your shirt say, Zoe? She's got it. No autographs, please. <laughs> it's true. It's true. She doesn't do. Well, I was going to ask you for one, but I guess I guess I can't. She, uh, I don't know. Have her show up at a uh, convention and uh, maybe Look, you're not uh, doing autographs. You as an actor, on. one it. who does autographs, you must carry your own pencil around. No, you don't get to do an autograph. <laughs> go put another shirt on. Here we what go. What are you doing? He's going to give us an autograph. You don't do autographs in pencil. <laughs> please say please. Yeah. Is is there a right way to ask this? Okay, fine. Fine. Uh, make it out to Frank. Uh-huh. F-R-A-N. She's writing on my notes. I have She's two doing notes. It print. It's very important for me to use both oh notes of the show, too. He brought his own microphone. Yeah, but he looked at me like, Bee, boo, baby. <laughs> I mean, he's just... <laughs> Doesn't he... Hey, you are a rock star. Hey, hey dork. You got a mic. You don't have to yell. He doesn't get audio at all. For a three-year-old, for a three-year-old, he doesn't know a lot about audio. He doesn't. No, it's really disappointing. I mean, you'd think it would be. Yeah, you'd think it would be kind of in his genes. I mean, you know, Sash being on stage and me. Not really having a job right now, and you know that kind of thing. You he's only a stupid be- three-year-old. I know. He's, he's <laughs> extremely immature. <laughs> it's really disappointing sometimes. That Prozac sounded pretty good. I right was now. really yeah, I'm about hoping. Take it. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> no, don't do In it. Fact, split don't it to three, it. Brad. You have to split that. You, have to share you, you can't. Marker. You can't turn back. Okay, so I got an autograph from Zoe. It says, "That's fantastic, Frank. Thank you." For not yelling, and oh, then look. Zoe, and then Zoe did not. <laughs> look, put, here's another one. I'm gonna take it too. <laughs> and then Zoe did not put her signature on it, which is the main point to an autograph. Well, did you read her shirt? Oh this yeah, can't there you go. Be a surprise, Frank. <laughs> Let's talk movies. We got two movies we want to talk about. We want to talk about Expendables, and we want to talk about. I briefly, I briefly want to mention the other guys one oh, more yeah. time. Okay. That movie, of course, has got Sam Jackson yes. and The Rock okay. in it. Something happens at the beginning of that movie Uh-oh. that you don't expect. And just tell it. it to, I don't want to because I want people to experience it. <laughs> and it just sends the movie off in a totally different direction. Really? Yeah, than you expected. And I think that's why it it became as funny to me as it was. Excellent. So, so if you Will, like Will, Will Ferrell, Ferrell and Adam McKay at their best. Yes. I'd say it's, it's, it's uh, man, 
I'm gonna, totally going to buy it when it comes out. And uh, to my mind, nothing can beat Anchorman. But this is better than... Um, really? You think Anchorman is uh, Will Ferrell's best movie? Oh, yeah. Really? I Not, think it, it's a good character. It's it's okay. a very quotable movie. It's fun. It's uh, what do you think is his best? No, it's one? a great movie. And uh, we're talking about the the uh, Will Ferrell mm-hmm. Adam McKay relationship. Yeah, yeah. Because Elf, right, is an awesome movie, and it's a yes. different movie too. Yeah, it's yes. a different type. But the the comedy movies yeah. that he's in, well, there are a lot of Talladega Nights, I mean, Anchorman, Blades of Glory. I think um, uh, Blades of Glory is another. Is, I mean, are we talking comedies in general, or are we talking about the Adam McKay? Because I mean, that's a magic that's just all on its own. Because I gotta well, think, Step Brothers, maybe Step Brothers, one A, Ste- and yeah, you're right. Elf is a different uh, animal, so it's not comparable. The other guys, I laughed extremely hard the whole wow. time. Yeah. Talladega, for me, it's, it gets, it's Anchorman and Talladega. Those two are like neck and neck, but Anchorman's just a little yeah. bit better. Uh, Step Brothers is funny. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I haven't seen other guys yet. It's funny. All right. I highly recommend it if you like Will Ferrell. So I like Will Ferrell. Bill and I saw. So you'd recognize you'd recommend it to me then. Yes, that's good. Why um, is she pulling his fingers apart? I don't know. <laughs> she, he's probably he's got something of hers, and uh, she wants it back. Luckily, she's twice the size and uh, twice his age, so she can physically overpower him. I think, and she's, she's a blue belt. She's trying to put a DVD in that he doesn't want to watch. Ah, uh, okay. You let your kids right. handle the Blu-ray discs by themselves. <sighs> If it's, oh, theirs, yeah. if it's theirs, I'm okay with it. I don't want them touching mine. I heard that Blu-rays are more scratch-resistant than DVDs. That is more part durable. of the yeah. That is part of the marketing. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I'll be back in 20 seconds. Okay. Uh, Expendables came out this year, of course. Uh, anyone guess the budget, Brad? Um, 100 million. 80 million. 80 million. Okay. Okay. And has a has a list of stars from every type of possible. Action genre. Yeah, there was there there was even uh, somebody in there that I didn't even realize was going to be in there. Um, Eric Roberts. You know, he's more of a character actor. Eric Roberts, help me out. Um, Just Google his face; you'll see him. He was in. um, Net's running really slow in here today. He was in Batman Begins. He was one of the mafia bosses. He was the guy that Batman dropped two stories and broke his ankle. That guy, yeah. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Um, Okay. Uh, I, let's see. You got Stallone, Jet Li, Lundgren, uh, which I met Dolph Lundgren when he was promoting the movie. Oh yeah, he actually came back by the Afies, but this was back. You said Afies, yeah. <laughs> is it starting to be Afies now? Um, it just depends on my mood and where my mind is. Military people call it Afies. Yeah, so are you we in call a militaristic it mood right now? I guess so. Okay. Um, want to make Sage drop and give you twenty? <laughs> How about say how about drop and just look at you for twenty? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Eric Roberts, Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Stone Cold, um, Randy, Terry Crews, Terry Crews is awesome, Mickey Rourke, and so is he. Uh, uh, who is Jet Li? Terry O'Couture. He was like a a mixed martial artist guy, Terry, right? Say that name again. Uh, Randy Couture. Let me. Oh, yeah, Randy Couture. I'm not. Like I wasn't name. real familiar with him. Neither am I. Now, I think in, he's a fighter. Now, in the movie, you see, uh, which I have to imagine is very only a very brief scene of Arnold Schwarzenegger and and Bruce Willis. Yeah, there's a scene I, with. I hate to interrupt. I just want to yes. let all know that I'll be back in uh, just a second. Okay, okay. So <laughs> keep going. 
We're, we're talking just crew call for Expendables. Sorry to that's interrupt. All. There's a scene with uh, Stallone, Bruce Willis, and Arnold, and uh, it's cool how they how they do the whole Arnold bit. You know, really. Um, they meet it at this church or whatever, and Bruce Willis is like the guy who is contracting Stallone or looking for somebody to do a job for him. Right. So he's got he's meeting Stallone there, and he's meeting another guy there to and uh, to see who will do the job. And of course, uh, you know Arnold comes in. And it's a long <laughs> distance shot. It's a wide shot, long away, and both of the church doors open, and it's bright, and you can see him <laughs> in silhouette, and then he walks in and. It's pretty cool. I mean, obviously he was, and still is, you know, governor, and he was busy, you know. Yeah. So I, I read that they were able to do that that scene with Bruce Willis and Arnold, and you know, all in one day. So it wasn't uh, a real stress on Arnold's busy schedule. Yeah. So yeah, it was cool though. That's um, yeah, that's um, that, you know, it kind of when I heard about the concept of the movie, it kind of reminded me a little bit of something like along the lines of like um. Cannonball Run, you know how you yeah. get all these stars together for yeah. this big movie, and so it kind of seemed like that. And you know, all these action guys that you know, you recognize. You know, some are bigger than others, but you just recognize all of them, and you want to, you know, you want to see the adventure they go on. I was. Um, it really would have. I mean, I like the movie. Don't get me wrong. It would have worked better for me if Arnold had had a bigger part, and if. Mm-hmm. Bruce Willis had had a bigger part, you know. Um, I don't know why Bruce Willis only had a bit part. I know, I, I know why Arnold only had a bit part because he's governor of California. I'm, I'm betting I know why Bruce Willis had a bit part. Money, this, yeah. It always comes down to money. Think you so? know, it's like, hey, this is a cool deal, but I'm not willing to do all this. You know, you you can have me for you know, you can, or maybe they could only afford it for like two days or something like yeah. that. You know? Really? No, I'm, I'm presuming. I'm okay. presuming. Because I mean, it's an eighty million dollar budget. There's a lot of guys, big name guys in here, or formerly big. Yeah, name I mean, guys. I can't think that Terry Crews and Couture and you know cats like that who are was, demanding. Who was Couture? Money. He was the guy. Um, I know who he was, but what does he do in real life? Uh, he's MMA. He's mixed uh, martial artist. Mixed martial artist, okay. and he's uh, he's still considered one of the biggest names in MMA, but he's on the downside of his career. Uh, five years ago, he was an unstoppable okay. force kind of guy. Let's see. Just now, to- now he's transitioning into movies. Just see, uh, just to let you know, his his resume is Expendables. He was also the voice for a video game. Commander Whoa, hey, Conquer, hey, hey, hey! Voice for Scorpion I'm so King sick Warrior. Of taking my jobs out from under me. <laughs> he was in a movie called Red Belt, Big Stan, The Unit, which I guess it's a TV show. Yeah, that was yeah. with Dennis Haysbert. Yeah, yeah. looks President. like he was in two episodes. Yeah. I've seen a few episodes of that. It's pretty good actually. He was in the King of Queens one episode. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's a chance he killed Kevin James. He he did a he did a stunt in Oz the show Oz on yes that. he was um he was a surprisingly decent actor I think yeah, yeah I think I read on the forum Johnny M didn't care for his portrayal that much what's but not to care for I mean it's an action movie I totally bought everything Couture did however I wanted to punch Dolph Lundgren in the face <laughs> dude that that shocks me because horrible ha- horrible actor halfway through no I didn't get that at all halfway through the movie. I was I was this close to tweeting that I was ready to start the Gunner fan club. <laughs> Which one was Gunner? Oh, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. Yes. No, he was. No, he absolutely, was absolutely awesome. no. He was Dolph horribly Lundgren was horribly awful. He okay. was the shiz, man. That guy was tremendous. Before we get way into the movie, yes. brief synopsis. What What is the movie about? 
Bruce Willis Some guys and they're expendable. <laughs> Bruce Willis is what was the name of his organization? Uh, I don't remember. He was Mr. Church, though. Yeah, he says since we're in a church, let's just call me Mr. Church. Anyway, he there was like I think it was called the agency. I think he there was a member of the agency that went rogue. Yeah, that was the Eric Roberts character, and they Bruce never, Willis needed somebody to go take down the Eric Roberts character. Okay. They so, never said it, but he was pretty clearly a CIA spook. Yeah. So they hired Stallone and his team to yes. go eliminate the problem that was Eric Roberts. And it was one of those where it was a mild, you don't really realize that, you know, the CIA is using, you know, this group of expendables to take care of their own problem. On the other hand, you know, it's one of those, it's a very minor little twist in the movie. I don't think it's going to, well, take anybody you know, out of it. Yeah, but based on the on the title, I mean, I assume they were set up to fail, and they don't. You know, not really. I think the uh, I got the impression the title was just kind of this is a fun sounding title. Well, you know, but I don't think that necessarily had anything to do because these guys, you know, it wasn't like the um, they called themselves the Expendables. Yeah, because they had it written on their motorcycles. They right. had tattoos. Just, yeah, basically that was their biker gang name. I mean, yeah. it was this wasn't like um, um, what's the. Uh, uh, the, the Dirty Dozen. This wasn't one of those things where, hey, we're going to get you guys out of prison and you got to go suicide squad for us. You know, it wasn't it wasn't anything like that. These guys were already out of prison. Yeah. <laughs> That's a little joke there. <laughs> um, they, they had motorcycles and tattoos. Where else would they be? So. Hey, don't tell John I said that. He's got a motorcycle <laughs> and I like him. They weren't. Um, I wouldn't consider them expendable, but it was it was just what they called themselves. I mean, yeah. I don't. Yeah. They expected more from the title, but. There really wasn't anything. I yeah. I did hear one line with Jet Li. I guess he was talking to Dolph or to Stallone. It was mm-hmm. a very funny uh, line about like um, I should get paid more because I'm smaller. Yeah. Therefore, yeah. I work harder. Yeah, that was a very <laughs> that was a very funny scene. <laughs> yes, he. But uh, it, made, it made sense too. It was like yeah, look, dude. Yeah. He spoke in uh, shall we say halting English, but uh, yeah, the, the he he had a couple scenes that were pretty good. I. One of the things I thought that was really cool about the movie was that they it wasn't just one big action sequence. They did have, you know, you, you kind of got the feeling that Stallone was kind of trying to not go back to his Rocky roots, but he was trying to write a real movie that just happened to have lots of bang, you know, flashbang action sequences in it. So you had a lot of little quieter moments, you know, sprinkled throughout the movie. And uh, I, Brad tweeted that uh, he thought the last uh, half of the movie was great and the first half was acceptable. Mm-hmm. And um, I... Um, not that I would flip flop that. I thought the second half, you know, the the big action sequence payoff thing was just fine. But uh, I like the first half of the movie. I like the setup maybe better than the payoff. It's you know? um, it, it was a direct. He was dir- it was directed by Stallone. It was yeah. yes. Stallone, and he, he also a, co-wrote it. And he's also a hit and miss director. Yeah, you know uh, what? What did you think of just you know? His I, you know style? what? I, I honestly, I thought the directing was fine. I thought the editing uh, let him down a little tiny bit. Uh, there were uh, one of the criticisms of the movie I read uh, before we went to go see it, Friday, uh, was that um, there were times during the action sequences when you could not figure out what was supposed to be going on. I did not get that, with the exception, there were two or three times when um, uh, they, they set up these set pieces where you'll have kind of a number of one-on-one battles. You know, it's almost like a comic book thing, mm-hmm. you know, where everybody pairs off and squares up. And as they're flashing between those individual little battles occasionally within that one-on-one fight um the editor would um literally it felt like the editor was skipping a shot that would bridge from one 
you know, from one movement to the next. And so I thought that, that it felt not fractured, but it just felt like, you know, subconsciously you're going, there's something missing from this. And I think it was literally the editor not giving you the entire story, you know, being like, you know, the punch, you know, the wide mm. shot to the tight of the hand, to the shoulder, to the other guy's face. You know, you weren't getting that that natural logical sequence that makes it feel very realistic. It was edited. Maybe he was trying to stylize it a little bit or something mm-hmm. uh, because that happened more than once. It was <laughs> almost like he was trying to do that. And I would not blame that on Stallone not giving the editor the shots he needed that's certainly possible but okay. obviously we weren't in the cutting room so we don't know you know how it went down just a just a brief breakdown of what what stallone's directed expendables okay. rambo 2008 excuse me uh he did rambo rainbow 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 uh rambo Ram- oh rambo rambo. <laughs> rambo okay rocky balboa which was in 06 rocky yeah. 4 staying alive okay. Everyone remember yeah. Stay alive? Yeah. Yeah. rocky 3 uh, rocky 2 he directed staying alive yeah. you remember staying Heck alive yeah. yeah it was like the pseudo sequel to yeah Zen- no oh. it was it was a sequel yeah i, I mean, had maybe, no maybe idea maybe he directed sequel. that <laughs> no, i didn't either and i think frank stallone uh, his brother did like the title song to it and um rocky 2 so I, awesome. I guess I guess he hasn't really directed that much. He directed Rocky too. Yeah, that wasn't that bad. It was a good oh, movie. It wasn't yeah. yeah. Except the uh, Stallone uh, has a heart. So he didn't do the uh, the arm wrestling movie. Over the, the top, top, man. Over the top. No, God, I mean he had to arm wrestle that guy to like keep his kid with him or whatever that yeah. was, and drive his truck and stuff. Hold on, I'm going to find out who directed Over the Top because that is a funny movie. Nice. Yeah. Some of the some of the the fight scenes with Jet Li were really hard to. Really hard yeah, to follow because of the editing, and there wasn't enough Jet Li in this movie. Couldn't agree more. There was too much Dolph Lundgren and not enough Jet Li. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do like, I do like my Asian type of uh, martial arts okay. type of. Uh, it was maybe was I'm biased, fun. but we, uh, uh, we, um, uh, Man, I was on Man, a shoot. Manhelm Gold Golan Man- directed Golan. over okay, the top. Well, Manakam Golan. Menheim Gold. That's one of those. Not Menachem. That's one of those. Yeah. Names the directors use when they don't want to. <laughs> yeah, that's the Middle Eastern version of Alan Smythe. Alan <laughs> Smythe. Yes, thank you. Oh my gosh, this guy has not done a lot of good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, included in that list is Over the Top. That's fantastic. Marriage no. Arrangement, A Dangerous Dance, Days of Love, Throw Final Combat, train. Open Heart. What? Death Game. Death Game? Armstrong. I've got that on Blu-ray. Lima breaking the silence. <laughs> we got to mention the best thing about the movie. What's Jason, that? Jason Statham. Dude, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I've got a man crush on when Jason When I grow Statham. up, I want to be Jason Statham. <laughs> I've got his... Uh, I, I couldn't help but noticing during the movie that uh, I may not have his torso, but mm-hmm. I've got his head. <laughs> so what You definitely don't have his torso. I know that. That's why it's I mentioned just, that. It's just... He's it, funny. He's got good timing. Yeah. He's, but see, that's the thing. And, you know, but he had an unending supply of blades yes. and knives. <laughs> and I wasn't afraid to use them. No. He, he, knives in the movie. Well, was that his thing? Like, yeah. did each of them yes. have a thing? Yeah. Yeah, and it, it, was, it was interesting, too, because uh, um, it was almost an anime kind of thing where each fighter uh, fights in their own style. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Terry, you know, Couture is doing the... Uh, 
you know, the gravity hammer drop and, you mm-hmm. know, Jet Li is doing the martial arts and Statham is, you know, throwing knives through people's necks and Stallone is, is boxing people basically. And, you know, it's just, I didn't know that he, that a human could carry that many knives on him. <laughs> I mean, it literally like, uh, the question is, where did you carry all those? He other must knives? have had like a hundred knives on his person. Yeah. Well, either that or in between shots, you didn't see, maybe he was uh, collecting up. them. Yeah. Picking them up. Yes. <laughs> I like, I like how you're reasoning man. it out. Well, maybe he was picking them up yeah. after he, he. Well, I mean, yeah, he's doing it off camera. I mean, these things you know, cost that's money. A smart thing. Yeah. Well, it's it's the old uh, uh, the old action uh, uh, sequence trope where you know you're in the middle of a firefight and you gun three guys down and you step over them. Um, it's like, hey, how about taking the extra two seconds and uh, pick their guns up because uh, <laughs> you're in a firefight after all. So you might want to maybe rearm yourself. Yeah, and um, uh, I thought Stallone. Uh, um, he was uh, he was knocking my socks off of the way he was reloading his uh, his pistols. Oh yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> was just cool. how do you do it? It was just it was literally just one seamless maneuver. It was just you know drop the clips and you know the the clips barely dropping out as he's jamming the next one in. So I'm just, sure there was a bit of movie magic, you know, like <laughs> yeah. maybe some speeding up. But he the dude was fast, you know, really? and everybody everybody in this movie was good at what they did. Yes, and. Uh, it was also very a teamy, and I, I don't know that we're that there's anything I'm jumping ahead of here. So stop me if you want to stop somewhere first. But um, we're watching the you know the final climactic battle sequence, and I'm sitting here thinking the odds that none of the Expendables die has you know since no one's died yet um, as far as we know. Um, I'm thinking that the odds of this going a team is is just going through the roof, and. Uh, um, yeah, you know. room for a sequel. Oh, definitely. Oh, sure, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I didn't. For sure, I didn't buy the way the one character flip flopped. Oh, the yeah. Whole time and then that seemed to be and highly they, unmotivated. They trust him at the end. Mm-hmm. Whatever, just whatever. Well, it just it just that was um, it was interesting because I thought there were again some really clever's too strong a word, um, but there were some quiet moments in that movie that I thought worked really well. And then there were some other bits of that movie that I thought didn't work well at all. I mean, it was, it was almost a Terminator Salvation thing where I'm with you. All the, I understand that maybe it's not perfect, but I think it's just a solid movie all the way through. But then, you know, uh, Marcus gives up his heart to save John Connor. And, of course, they perform that open heart operation <laughs> outdoors, you know, under a canopy. You know, and it's just like, okay, yeah, you're right. Um, Terminator you know, Salvation. Hopefully the irradiation is, is sterilizing the environment <laughs> or something. So, you know, there's that one big plot hole at the end, which doesn't necessarily take you out of it, but you go, really? You, you need to throw that in there? And they did the same thing with uh, with uh, 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 Gunner's character at the end. You, you want to guess how much, uh, how much it brought in this weekend? It was number one. Expendables was number one. Uh, I'm looking at the IMDB page, so I may have yeah. the same number you have. Um, so they brought uh, budgeted at $80 million. This is U.S. This is U.S. Right. What'd it make? 35. 35 million. Hmm. Not so as far. much as I thought it would. Yeah, I thought it would be a little bit more, especially no. with the cast like that. But it is August. August is usually not a very good good month for movies. But, I mean, that's not counting world. I'm sure it's going to have worldwide appeal yeah. and DVDs. So I'm sure oh, it's yeah. going to be fine. Well, I mean, it's Stallone. Yeah, they're, they're you know, anybody like and, and I'm sure this is part of the, you know, part of the marketing campaign to the, uh, the, the money people. But, uh, okay. Anybody likes Sly Stallone, they'll watch this movie. Anybody likes Jason Statham, they'll watch this movie. Yeah. Anybody <laughs> likes Jet Li, they'll watch this movie. Anybody who's an MMA fan likes Randy Couture, they'll watch this movie. Anybody likes uh, um, Old Spice, uh, Terry Crews is in it, they'll watch this movie. You know, <laughs> it's just you know, there's it's it's all things to all people. <laughs> if if they had a budget of a hundred million instead of 
eighty million, then probably they could have tidied up some of the really bad CGI. Okay. That you know, every once in a while there was some really bad CGI that okay. I would go, Did they really just let that <laughs> pass? But then, then there was some good stuff too. So, I yeah. mean, the the action sequences were second to none. Okay. The whole bit on the pier with the plane. Yeah, that, that was just was awesome. Tremendous. The whole fight down in the basement and through the tunnels. Yeah. Terry Crews comes in with that automatic shotgun. Oh my gosh! Holy well, shit! Yeah, the, the gun. Yeah, Gunner at the beginning of the movie uh, uses, and then Terry Crews' character and the final sequences uses are just so over the top ridiculous. I mean, you know, it makes me want to whip out the uh, that soundbite from uh, Clint Eastwood and. Um, Sudden impact was that it? Or uh-huh. he uh, he goes, uh, "It's the forty four automatic, the most powerful handgun in the world." Yeah, blah blah blah. And uh, I, I want to think, dude, that thing's a pea shooter. I mean, the the, the ammunition. And I love the way uh, he described the bullets. I mean, each bullet had like its own name and uh, yeah. wings <laughs> on it, and yeah. pins and stuff. You know, so it was reminiscent like of the uh, and then like explodes a nuclear weapon inside your torso. It was reminiscent of that scene in Iron Man two when. When uh, Hammer's character was showing, yeah, uh, oh yeah, but... showing uh, like all the different guns, and he said, yeah. I call this the ex-wife. That whole bit, yeah. <laughs> so it was it was a good time though. I I was um, I think uh, uh, Brad and I on the way out were we're talking about it, and uh, personally, I uh, I enjoyed it more than I thought I would, and um, I think that's just because I went in. I didn't go into low expectations. I went in with no expectations, and that's not a knock on the movie. I just literally was. I was. I went in with a very blank slate. I just. I. You are a. You. Why is the deal? This cat. That was for you, Brad. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm a little jealous. There's actually. a cat here who just. It. The cat the, doesn't know its place. The cat is l- literally and not figuratively all over the place. I will teach it its place. <laughs> If you let me, um, Bill enjoyed it more than he thought. I enjoyed it less than I thought, but I wasn't disappointed really. Yeah. Um, Johnny M's Facebook status that day was, uh, I will not expect too much from expendables. I will not expect too much from expendables. I will not expect too much from expendables, but he loved it. Good. Um, it was fun. I mean, it was, I want to see it again. You know, I can wait, you know, for the Blu-ray, you know, before I see it again. Um, there was some really good humor. There was um, a couple of couple of bad CGI effects, but you know, for the most part, I'm trying to think of a, a one that just stands out. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. There I'm was some. To think there was some green screen okay. or blue screen uh, effects yeah. that were pretty bad. Well, in that case, I've got a hot tip for you: don't watch it on 120 hertz television when yeah, you do really. get it on Blu-ray. Because mm. yeah, I just man, that's the I won't watch anything on 120 hertz. Television. Those 120 hertz TVs are such a trip. I don't, I don't mean to get off on a on a rant here, but um, I think we've talked about it. Before. They make film look like video. Yeah, it's, it's really yeah. It's, too much. It's detail. borderline yeah, off putting. Yeah. Some stuff you looks know, really it, cool in it, and some stuff looks exactly the same. But you know, all a, in all, a lot of times in post when we do stuff, we will purposely put a blur in stuff just so because okay. it looks too sharp. Yeah. <laughs> and wow. that's not how the human eye sees stuff, and right. it's just. And it just you know you you got to mess it up a little bit or else it just it just doesn't look yeah. it looks fake. Well, we need uh, we need to do an interview or have a listener call in or tweet in or something like that. Uh, I want to know what you know. Okay, we've got sixty hertz, you know, which we've had for a long time, and now we've got one hundred twenty hertz, which is a little bit odd. 
and um, and and maybe it's an LED versus LCD thing, or maybe it's not. But you're now coming out with 240 hertz televisions. I think I know for a fact those are LEDs. Are they really? Yeah, LED, but again, it may be a different technology. So you know, it might it might not be apples to apples. You know, 240 hertz might not provide the same uh, look that it would on an LCD, you know, or any other flat screen. Um, you know, it, it's, heard, ju- it's just you know, a higher number yeah. that they can put up on the marketing. You know, yeah, this is I, this is twice as much as it was before. Ergo, I, it's twice as good. Maybe I need to do some research before I talk out my rear end, but I swear I've heard of uh, 600 hertz uh, televisions, too. Again, mm-hmm. I think it's LEDs, and so it makes so, me think that there must be a significant sea change in how LED, you know, well, makes seen, your picture. I've seen some of those LED screens, yeah. and uh, they're amazing. So, they don't look like that now 120 hertz right. weirdness, but it was just like wow. Someone told me that there is they are developing a television, and we're talking okay. years away. That's four that has four thousand lines of resolution. Oh, I mean but, clearly, I mean, I mean, but we're just we're far away from that, and it's it's well, but it, it, it's and I I could only imagine they're they're just I don't know maybe there just comes a point to where it's it's you're just repeating yourself. Well, I had a. Uh, um, I mean, and I don't know what that number is. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I don't need to see the pores on Sylvester Stallone's face. And he's yeah. he's got a lot of them. Yes, uh, he's in really good shape. Um, but, Steroids. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's starting to look. He's starting to look uh, like a kind of an older man. Um, of course, you know, shoot, man, in twenty more years, I'm his age. Uh, um, I want to have uh, huge veins popping down my biceps, <laughs> and you know, I want to have muscles on my forehead like he's got. How many reverse flashes do you give it? Ooh, good one. Out of five. Um, I give it, um, gosh, I don't know if I should give it more reverse flashes because it was better than I thought it would be. Um, How many do you want to give I it? Would, I'd give it, my, my first impression is three and a half. Okay. Um, it was a, a decent, solid action movie. Uh, um. I think I like the A team more. Uh, this was a slightly different style, though. Yeah. And uh, I think for, for the I think the main point is for what it offered you, it delivered. Yeah. You know, it did not fail your expectations. I don't think in any way. I'll give it three and a half reverse flashes out of five. Yeah. And, and well, I mean that as a compliment, basically three and a half. Yeah. Well, let's talk about Scott Pilgrim. Which was um, the other big movie out this year. According to Twitter, this is that. like the best movie of the year. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Every, good. Twitter, yes. every Twitter <laughs> thing I've seen that mentions this, um, you know, I get the feeling that if you don't like this movie, you're a, a moron, a complete moron. <laughs> I wouldn't. I would. I don't know why that would really right, would say that. Yeah. It is it the best movie? No, but it was a fun movie. Really? I mean, yeah. I you know I walked out of it you know smiling. I, I had mean, a good time. I, I don't want to go fanboy. Did you have? major issues with it no there were no okay, issues cool. i mean it, it, uh, much along the lines of expendables it it was what, what it delivered okay but the the director is uh edgar wright who also did uh, for those who know who he did he's um the great edgar wright yeah he did hot fuzz yeah, Shaun of the dead uh, Shaun of the dead and a whole Aww. bunch of other stuff he's slated by the way to do ant-man for 2012 that's so cool yeah um is that going to be an irredeemable ant-man or a hank pym ant-man a uh, hank pym okay hank pym. um Real basic plot. You're following kind of a slacker guy named named Scott Pilgrim. Yes. The movie starts off, bam! You were just going in the story. Oh, cool. He's a 22 year old guy dating a 17 year old girl, high school girl. And about oh. two thirds in the movie, he meets another girl he he likes, who's more along her age, and they end up having a relationship. And um, in order for the relationship to continue, he has to defeat her hmm. seven exes, hmm. her seven deadly ex- oh. exes. Um, and it's 
the movie's fun. I had a good time. What, what was interesting about when I, after I yeah. saw it, I was sitting next to some kids that were obviously high school. Okay. Didn't know that it was a comic book. Um, they were laughing the whole time, and I asked them about it, and they go, oh, it was fun. I had a great time, which was kind of to be expected. Yeah. But as I'm walking out, there's an older couple, about five of them, and they're going, what'd you think? And they are laughing, and they are just wow. like, like, they totally got it. So old people got it? And when we're talking like people in their 60s or something like that. And so someone says, That's cool. Was that a good choice? And they go, Awesome choice. Well, they didn't say awesome choice, but they yeah. said good choice. They threw out um, a bunch of four letter words, didn't they? <laughs> uh, there wasn't a lot of cursing and stuff like that, but it is a fun movie. I'm dying um, to see that. I think the thing for me is that. Um, and I'm not going to. And it's far, And it is far from the best movie of the year. Okay. It is far from the most. What's the word? Uh, well, I'd, yeah, it didn't do anything different, but the okay. pacing of the movie is solid. It, that's exactly just, it. I, and it moves, and the plot moves, and it's funny, and yeah. it's, you know, and there's a whole bunch of little pop culture things in it. And I don't think you really need to know those things to get it. Okay, um, you know, even the opening of the movie, it opens up with an eight bit version of the Universal oh, cool. uh, opening with the planet rolling, yeah. and there's music playing, and it's that real kind of bad computer game movie music from okay. the 80s and when you listen to it you realize it's the universal theme oh, that cool. playing, but it's real 8-bit once again 8-bit huh? like that <laughs> yeah and it's just um and it was it was just a lot of fun characters a lot of fun um check out the sawtooth pacing on yeah pacing is just solid See, it I, moves i would it absolutely moves. trust edgar wright uh to keep mm-hmm. the pacing up thank mm-hmm. you professor. Oh, what's this thank you professor oh my gosh oh the professor Thank you. That's very sweet movies. of you. That's how I know she still loves me. <laughs> Thank you, Professor. Dang, that's good. Um, yeah, so I truly, I truly trust uh, Edgar Wright to pace it well and to get good performances out of his actors and to have mm-hmm. an interesting camera angle every now and again. Um, but what I hear about this movie that 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 uh, titillates me more than anything else is. Uh, what I've heard of the editing. Yeah. Um, just the, the edit that just, I've heard from more than one source. The editing is just amazing. And the way they comic book it and they, they give you that, uh, that, that will Batman, you know, TV thing with the Biff pal punch. Yeah. And they don't overdo that. That is all. I would say they do it just about enough. Isn't that, part of the the comic though well i think it's like with any comic book you know when you hit someone and you get the stars behind them or the or the dashes you know they used it very sparingly you know if someone got if someone was really excited they go no way and you'd see like this little starburst just appear very faintly around them (laughs) um wasn't overdone yeah some some of the biff pal bang but not too much yeah uh, there's kind of a recurring jokes with coins in it because you know how in video games you're always trying to collect coins Yes. Um, there's some just some funny bits with that. Just just some good jokes. It's a it's a solid movie. I'd recommend it. You know, I'd give it. I think I'd give it probably three and a half. Just a, uh, three and yes. a half. Yes. Well, half the uh, the tomato meter uh, gives it eighty percent, um, which uh, is see that compares to uh, the other guys were seventy six percent. Inception was eighty seven. Step up three D forty eight percent. By the way, <laughs> I got a text from Ashley. Yes. Last night at nine fifty, she says Scott Pilgrim for the win. Nice. Um, I said uh, good, and she said very funny. She I am. Um, I'm. I'm mildly. Uh, uh, I've. 
it seems fairly clear that none of the three of us have ever read a Scott Pilgrim yeah, I never uh, comic, uh, which is kind of kind of too bad. Um, now the uh, the art, um, I'm trying to remember who who actually uh, created this. I, I actually heard a review with him on um, NPR this, this morning. morning. Did you hear that? Yeah, yes. I heard that this morning too. Um, uh, but the art is very uh, it's very gorillas. Yeah, that's that's a very good way to describe it. Very I mean, gorillas. I, yeah. I, it makes me wonder: is it very, the same guy? Um, or do they just are they just aping? No pun intended. Uh, his style. I would say they're aping. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and this movie has a lot to do. I could see younger people really kind of connecting with this movie, mostly because it's about that time in your in your life where you're trying to balance relationships. You don't quite understand what love is. Yeah. You're you're trying to. You know, you're, you're trying to be, you know, it's all that romantic drama that's involved. And a lot of people okay. go, are going through that in the movie, you know, like, uh, does he like me? Does she like me? Aww. You know, did I just say, you know, there's, there's a funny line. Did I don't want to say it where it's like um, where this guy thinks he says, I love you. But he actually said something else, uh, which I don't want to say. Huh? Olive juice. Olive juice. He says, <laughs> but, you, you know, it's it's. um, But, what, you know, after the whole thing is done, he walks away, goes. I said, I didn't say I love you. I, well, he doesn't say that. He says, I blank you. I said, I blank you. <laughs> oh, no. And, and it's just, you know, timing is good. Um, it's a clever movie. Yeah. I can't see it being the best. I don't, I, I don't know who people are kidding by saying that's the best so movie. So it was, uh, it was a, not. a Twitter comment I wanted to read okay. from somebody I follow. Uh, it says, hey, you, kick the ass of whatever's keeping you from seeing Scott Pilgrim this weekend. And... and and then and the rest of it's in all caps. Go see the raddest movie of the year. Wow. That is a good description of it. I, w- I don't think I'd agree with it, but I could see a lot of people going, that movie is rad. I didn't realize it was rad. Were there any of... Um... He says the kissing scene was the best. Hmm. Or somebody else said that, and he retweeted it and said, holy jeez, yes. Like, Ooh. what's with the kissing scene? Oh, goodness. There, there's only... There's a couple of kissing scenes in it, and... You know, every time they did kiss, these hearts would kind of fly. Oh, I know what kiss he's talking about. Wow. Um, the first kiss that him and Ramona had. Right. Um, you know, hearts, harps, all that. And Scott Pilgrim's a bass player. And he starts yeah. he starts seeing himself as an angel playing the bass. Sweet. <laughs> he is just so into it. He's, this same guy says, not a joke, but you can totally tell Rob Thomas was a big fan of this movie. It's very nearly a Veronica Mars prequel. Rob Thomas. I don't know who that the is. The only Rob Thomas I know of is the, musician? is the guy from uh, musician from Matchbox 20. Yeah. But I don't know what he means by Maybe it. Maybe Rob Thom- Thomas corrected, uh, created Veronica Mars. That was a series I never got into. Mm. Um, unfortunately for Scott oh, Pilgrim, dear. came in fifth. Did it really? It's because it's budget, too cool. The budget is not, was not available on... Um, IMDb, but anyone to guess how much it came in, brought in this weekend? Thirteen million. Ten point five million. That's it. That's it. Oh, that's shocking. Above, below, eat. There was Expendables, Eat, Pray, Love, The Other Guys, Inception, Scott Pilgrim. Wow! So a month-old movie beat uh, Scott Pilgrim. That's that's amazing. Because I thought they did a pretty decent job marketing it. Maybe they didn't do they enough did commercials or something, but. Uh, you know, I think I think it was more people did not know what to expect from the movie because you really don't. Yes. Cuz it really doesn't kind of make sense about yeah. if if you think about it. And there's a lot of things about the movie that don't make literal sense. I mean, people have to fight eat, the guy 
people are fighting each other and then people turn into coins. There's a, there's a very it's it's the real world connected to the video game world and just how they equal. I mean, they run just parallel. So, I mean, it's just it's very fantasy. Interesting. Uh, I'd recommend it. Yeah, I'd give it three and a half, three and a half stars. Well, good. So it was as good as the Expendables. Then we have objectively decided that. <laughs> yeah. So tell you what, if you got if you got an open afternoon, go see it. Yeah. What hey, you got uh, there, Bill. What do you got there? That's oh, oh I'm sorry. There. I thought you said we're going to get there, Bill. So I was getting ready to back off for a minute. Um, the uh, the professor, the one and only, the lovely professor, lovely and talented professor, is, um, uh, as you know, she's a, a theater major. And so she does like acting. Play- yeah, she does plays and stuff at times. Genius. For kicks and like lots of money. Um, this one is not for lots of money, but I think she's having a good time in it. It's um, and. This show is going to come out uh, tonight, Monday, tomorrow. That's tomorrow. tomorrow. Okay, so that's so cool. So anybody listening to it that lives in the Dallas Fort Worth area, uh, you actually do have a chance. Um, they have completed the first of two weekends of the 2010 Condensed Shakespeare Festival. By the way, if that's not enough, this is the Toga Party Edition. I saw so that. Rock, so what? what so rocky bed sheets, boys and girls. What makes it a Toga uh, Toga Party Edition, Professor? Now that's a good question. It's all. You cut. You want to promote it? You got to tell us. Are you wearing a toga? Do it. Do it in Medea voice. Sort of, kind of. I do a my Medea voice. Hello, it is I who will be Medea. That is, I will play the heroine from that famous Greek tragedy by Euripides for you. Yeah, where it's all Greek related. We're doing Antigone, which is by Sophocles, who wrote Oedipus Rex. We're also doing Comedy of Errors, which references the same time period, and and then we're doing a Medea spoof, which I am Medea. And it's okay, and there, there's nothing more funny than Medea, by okay. the way. And, For those of you who haven't read it yet, and please uh, help me. I'm afraid I don't oh, know Medea. She's the one that killed her children, or in order to make her husband suffer. So it's okay. A, is it's it a it, so? It is Shakespeare, huh? It is Shakespeare. No, oh, okay. Mm-mm. Greek. No, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. ancient Greek. It's like over two thousand years old, but it's very famous. Um, the real Medeas are very, you know, tragic, and um, but this is a very funny spoof of it and um it's a good time there we had roaring laughter from the good audiences. good except for antigone it's not for laughter <laughs> so you're gonna take you're, you're gonna take uh, medea and make it funny for yeah. 10 minutes great yeah. okay so please come we need audiences <laughs> nice so uh your chance to go see this uh this is in uh at the fort worth arts center in the sanders theater um, so it's in Fort Worth, uh, so anybody that lives in the area has a chance. Or um, say you live in um, uh, Georgia, uh, it's about a 15-hour drive-in, so uh, don't let that stop you. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's really cool. I've seen these before, and uh, they, they are a hoot man. Um, but, uh, yeah, the those people, they steal Shakespeare, and they do this kind of thing with it, and they involve the Greeks, and, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's a tragedy, except for the part that's really funny. So StolenShakespeareGuild.org. We'll put yes. that in our show notes. Yes. And, uh, and check it. Help out the and check out the professor. You can see yes. her in real life. You can, uh, you can go to StolenShakespeareGuild.org, as, uh, as Frank said. You can also uh, call an 866 number. I'll say it once. 811-4111. Okay, that's it. Um, we'll put yeah. that in the show notes, too. That's cool. So, yes, she's uh, she has been uh, working hard, not hardly working. She has been working hard, I can tell you, because I've been on uh, kid duty for the last uh, month now. Um, 
but uh, it's the kind of thing that uh, she really enjoys doing. And she, uh, um, she's known uh, the the directors of the Stolen Shakespeare Guild for many moons. Um, she probably goes back at least ten years now. So there you go. Yes. See, that's the kind of type of party I like. I'm with you, dude. I'm going to pour some mustard on me and just go I like to town. You, you walk through the door and you immediately have to reach up to grab the beer someone has heaved at you. <laughs> that's that's always a good sign. I don't think they're going to do this. Um, um, honestly. <laughs> Here, John Belushi. I missed that All right, Brad, you got, a, you got a bit for us? I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Well, it's not a bit, but I just oh, wait, thought... Do you want to do voicemail or bit first? I can't remember. Uh, let's play this voicemail. Okay. It's not a bit. Okay. It's a new segment. <laughs> it could be. It's a new segment. Let me find How long are we into this? Should we stretch this to the next episode? No, we're we're good. All right. Let me find this. There we go. Got um, the address. Okay. okay, I'm just going to, while you're just going to have some checks mix while you're getting your stuff together, okay? <laughs> Here we go. Does anybody want any checks mix? I'll take it. Hey, guys. It's Soda. I was uh, just listening to your uh, Predators movie review. Sounds great. Have to check it out. Um Speaking of Adrian Brody, I have to put a word warning out there. Um, God, you know, I got a chance to go see Splice, and even though I got a free ticket to go see it, uh, my Lord, I was still uh, demanding my money back at the end of the movie. <laughs> Worst piece of junk ever put on celluloid. It is, it is just crap stupid from beginning to end, so... When it, when it comes out on DVD, though, I sure I'm going to buy it just so I can make everyone else share in my misery and pain for having to sit through that clap trap of a piece of junk. Um, so, yeah, uh, avoid it like the plague if, uh, in case anybody's going to see it on a second run or something. So, just, you know, I hear Adrian Brody, I get infuriated because it was just uh, it was like two hours of my life I'll never get back. So, um Brad, also, uh, sorry to hear that your uh, parents closed up shop and you lost your job. Uh, I'm, I'm sure you'll find something soon. And if you get some spare time and want to do some uh, audio engineering, you know, I don't know about any of your other, uh, well, literally thousands of listeners out there, but me, I would love to hear a audio montage of uh, Bill saying, Really? Because <laughs> I don't get enough of it during the regular episode. So if I could just get like a montage of that, then I could loop it um, and, and play it back to my heart's content. So, uh, hey guys, have a have a great time and uh, love the show. Talk to you later. Bye, Brad. If you would please. <laughs> really, Joseph? <laughs> really? 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 <laughs> so I started. I started. Um, <laughs> Scouring, and this is actually something I, I, I started say. started a while back. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we did a show once or twice uh, without Bill, mm-hmm. and I thought there's really no reason to do the show without Bill. Um, so I basically created a Bill soundboard. Oh, that's wow! Great. Yeah. So here, let, let's try it. So I'll bring something up, and then have right. Bill come in. So I'm gonna uh, let me okay. see. I'm just familiar. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about with... Star Trek Next Generation. So I'll make a couple comments, and then and hey, then, man. Okay. All right, right. All right. Pretzels? Anybody? So I'm going to be over here eating pretzels while uh, I'm gonna, my, my, I'm gonna, my surrogate is... I'm going to pull Bill's mic out. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. Hey, so I was watching the uh, Star Trek, the original series. Really? Yeah. It was the one where uh, Kirk fights the lizard guy. Awesome. Yeah, it was. It was so good. Anyway, he makes a cannon in that episode. Did you know that? Are you kidding me? No, he makes a cannon out of... Uh, he makes his own... Uh, what do you call it? Black powder. 
Wow. Yeah, it's so good, Bill. It's awesome. <laughs> you like Star Trek, right, Bill? Oh, well, that's sweet. Yeah, you do. I can tell you like Star Trek so much. Uh, do you have a Do you have a favorite episode, Bill? I'm doing this from memory. Okay, okay. Just, I mean, just kind of think it through. You know, do you like that first season more than second season? Do you like the first season? You know what? I haven't found it. Okay, I haven't found a yes or a no. That was actually going really yeah. well, Brad. Really? Hey, I got some Bill laughs here. Listen. Mm. There's one. Okay. <laughs> this cool. is one of my favorite Bill's ones right here. He's got. <laughs> Uh, here's a, here's a couple more. It's not very exciting. <laughs> That's a good use of an hour of my time. <laughs> oh, I I hate myself. I could not agree more. <laughs> Why would you assassinate my character like that? So next time <laughs> next time Bill can't make it to the show, then we can we can do that. Really. Talk about now, character assassination. Now I went. I listened to our David Pomeranz mm-hmm. episode mm-hmm. again. What did um, I do? Well, I lost track of how many times you said "really." Oh no, I'm sorry. I literally lost count. There were so many of them that <sighs> I confused myself as to what number I was on. So, and and unfortunately, a lot of those were covered up by somebody else talking. Mm-hmm. That was my um, plan. Yeah, I know, but uh, really, yeah, really. Um, awesome. Oh, here's another one. Wah. <laughs> I like that it's one. It's not very exciting. What was the name of the girl in Star Wars? So anyway, <laughs> next time Bill is... um, That was my Scotty impression. Yes. Mm-hmm. Next time Bill's gone, we can have him. I actually recognize one or two of those drops. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And if, okay. and if uh, Frank's not ever here... That's not bad. Oh, here we go. Then we can, then we can do this. <laughs> That's about all I as the third most popular host on the show. That is interesting. <laughs> That's all that's the only two drops we need. <laughs> that, is that is interesting. And then next time Frank does a bit that doesn't work, we can play this one. Oh Frank. Oh, this is terrible. <laughs> <laughs> What's that from? Uh the naked gun. Play it again? That's awesome. <laughs> Okay, Billy I, Boy. I love Leslie Nielsen so much. You have a tweet wow. for us? Yes. In fact, I've uh, I don't have just one tweet. I don't just have two tweets. I've got three tweets. Where's, Let's, where's my mouse? You got one serious? tweet. Let's right, end with the tweet because okay, they've been good. Yeah. Lately, so um, I just wanted to um, I okay. wanted to introduce a new segment. Yes. Okay. Okay. You know, normally um, on the show, I. Johnny M even said it. I um, mm-hmm. I I typically stutter and I, it's like I can't form a coherent thought. You know, I'm um, sorry. Uh, Johnny said I you know tend to sound like I have head trauma. Really, <laughs> a lot. So um, I thought if I if I came up with something brilliant to say, mm-hmm. then I would write it down. Okay. And then that way I could read it. That's a tricky... Uh, I know. You know, it's a sticky wicket there because you don't want to sound like you're reading. Well, if I'm up front with people... Yes. This may be the only way for me to have okay. one coherent thought. Would you like me to read it for you? No. Because I do that. No, because okay. it would be less Fair effective. Enough. You know? 
if they heard me yes. reading something without pausing, kind of like I'm doing now. That could be important. Yes. So uh, I, I call this Brad's Thought of the Day. 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 I think it's safe to make the claim that without IBM's decision to adopt a modular design for its initial personal computer and the computer industry's uh, following suit, modern personal computers would not have become the powerful and adaptable machines that they are today. The modularity and adaptability of the IBM PC drove the personal computer's explosion of popularity in the early 1980s. In fact, the computer industry's rapid growth can most likely be attributed to the adapter card standards promulgated by IBM for the early PC. Fantastic. So that was just my, bread. That's my thought of the day. It's what I was thinking too. Yeah. I was thought, you know what, Bill and I were talking about that just yeah. the, I mean, we were talking about that very thing yeah. just the other yeah. day. You I, I, you encompassed it that, like we could. That not. may be I, I, the only time in this episode yeah. that I've actually said something coherent. You need a T-shirt that says, <laughs> "Yeah, Frank." It's true. Frank and I were talking, and we were throwing out catchwords like modularity mm-hmm. at each yeah. other. We'll do that sometimes. We'll just sit, sit yeah. out to the board. Rest thought of the day. That's going to people are going to have from? a lot to think about. So there you go. It sounded like there were a bunch of people right behind me there for a <laughs> second. You got a tweet? Yes, and uh, you guys have your um... after the tweet. There's one invite okay. for the listeners. Did okay. you plug but in? That's that's how we'll end up. Not yet, but uh, but don't worry, we'll get there. Can um, I have one of those pretzels? Yes, sir. Stalin, those are not just pretzels. Those are whole wheat pretzels, by the way, or whole grain pretzels, or something very frou frou like that. They're really good though. So sourdough. You should eat them. Yeah. Um, so I've got uh, three. Tweets, and I'm going to let you guys choose which one you want to hear. Okay. Now, one of them needs to be played this show or next, but um, uh, but otherwise. So now, uh, Bill, you have to think about it on mm-hmm. the comedy yeah. level and on the relative level, right? So give us none the of them f- are relative. All right. So and we'll take only, that out of the equation. Only one of the three are really actually good. So okay. this is going to be kind of a test for you guys. Okay. And I don't want to use the good one this episode, or or maybe I do. Okay. So you guys. Um, Tweet uh, tweet number 34 is labeled cat meat. Cat meat? Okay. Mm-hmm. Tweet number 35 is labeled Dexter. We listened to tweet 36. Uh, that was Louisiana Purchase. Uh, we listened to that last time around. Mm-hmm. So tweet 37 is labeled Chuck. Do hmm. cat meat because cat of the meat. cat was all around. We were the having place. cat the issues earlier. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, Bill. Yes. You want no, to tell no, us this before? Is this funny. a? No, no, okay, no it's good. not funny. Good. It's not funny? Okay. Well, cat meat is funny. It's kind of it, chewy. It's possible. You got any more volume? Uh, pause it. Stop it. Let's get the volume right. We're oh, good there. We're good. It no? is. Uh, I'm sorry. I did. My computer is all the way up, but the media player was not all the way up. So my Should apologies. This uh, this will be quite a bit different. I'm going to back it up a little tiny bit. Okay. Can you work with this? Yeah, I'm good. Need more? No, I'm good. There we go. Yeah, we're good. Bill's audio Twitter. So, Senor Milo has long maintained that cats are the other white meat. Well, I hate to break it to you, Brad, but in my experience, Cats have lots of dark meat. Juicy. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. 
I'm sorry to interrupt you guys halfway through, but your daughter Zoe is walking around with a, a, a drink and a beer koozie. <laughs> your seven-year-old daughter is walking around with a beer I'm, koozie. I'm afraid. I, we have two red uh, koozies. One mm-hmm. of them has an OU label on it, mm-hmm. and the other one has a, uh, a fairly... No, it's, it's a... a a fairly rude uh, uh, phrase in mm-hmm. the American language, and um, I found it funny. We bought it like 15 years ago before we had kids on our way up to do some camping. Call her so in here. Friend. At the time, it was a uh, it was an adult adult joke thing, and I've just never gotten rid of it because I'm window. a I'm you not a filtered good parent. things. No, bring your drink. Yeah, bring your drink. Okay, bring your green hat. No, bring bring it as is. Bring it as is. Okay, so here we go. Come on. Oh, God almighty, she's using it. <laughs> can we say that on... I think we can. First of all, describe it. There's a skull, there, there's a skull with the tongue coming out, and there's a bandana, bandana on him. And there's what I'm presuming is lightning around it. And around it, it says, ride me, ride free. <laughs> and inside of it is just good old-fashioned soda pop. A Corona? No, no it's, it's a, a Fousey. It's a, uh, it's an Izzy, which is, which oh, sorry, is a very, Izzy, not a Fousey. It's, it's a, it's a, totally very, it's a, it's a very, very fine drink, but well, it is, but this isn't days, a beer koozie. It's an all natural sparkling grapefruit uh, One soda. of these days, Zoe's going to come up to him and go, Daddy, I was just looking at this koozie. What does it mean? I honestly, what does ride me right I don't, I honestly Thank you, Zoe. That, okay, go get another cooler. Go, go use the, go use the Bud Light cooler now. <laughs> I approve of your tweet. Mm-hmm. Thank you. I it was very that. funny. Thank you. I believe you have a contest, right? Not so much what? a contest. contest. It's not a contest, but it's just to kind of let the viewers, or, sorry, listeners, in on something we do all the time. You know, we have the really <laughs> yes audience really? participation. Audience participation. Um, you know, we close the show with the uh, boilerplate every week, and you know, it's just really. And it's it's um, you know. And you know what? It'd be great if we had our listeners do it. So here's It's not very exciting. Oh, it's not very exciting at all, but you can participate. So what we'll do is we'll post this awesome. on forumforgeeks.com. There'll be a thread at the top that says, read the boilerplate. Okay. We'll have the copy up there for you to read and the phone number to call up. And you just call up, leave it, and then we'll end the show with it, you know, with as many as we no get. No kidding. Yeah, no kidding. So, you know, instead of instead of me doing it, let's have a listener do it. You know, so it'll be something like, hi, I'm Soda from Iowa, and you've been listening to a half hour wasted. But, you know, they, they'll, they'll like, I, like I do most of the time, they're going to phone it in. <laughs> awesome. So they literally will call our voicemail number uh-huh. and, uh, and read it off. That's yeah. cool. I like that. Yeah. You know, a little, little uh, audience participation. That yeah. Yep. I'm sure it, we'll get some. We won't get a lot, but you know. It absolves you of your only um, commitment to the show. <laughs> there you go. Requirement to I the show. I wash my hands of it right there. But you know, I'm helping out. I'm helping the economy. <laughs> so, I like it, Frank. Good job. So how about we end this, puppy? Get out. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I'm serious. I like it. I need to right. quit stepping the, on myself. What's the... Oh, you're going to say the voice. Yeah, I'm going to say it, but it'll also bit. be on print on the screen. So it's just something... I mean, I mean, Fred, in reality, karaoke many, style. It, it, we're lucky if we'll get maybe maybe three. <laughs> well, you know. But it's cool because, I mean, you like hearing, I mean, you like hearing your voice yeah. when, you, when you're on Comic Geek Speak and stuff like that. When you're and on other I can shows, think of, like. I can think of three names right off the top of my head of people who will actually do it yeah. first chance they get. Nice. And it'll, it'll be up there ad nauseum. So, but you, you know, know, I would like 
to be able to think of 20 names off the top of my head that it, would it, do it. I, I think we have like 10 listeners. Oh, I, I think you're underselling. I think we have 11. Yeah. All right. if, if you include my sister in Ohio who does okay. listen. Every show, show call me. I heard that show where you guys were talking about, was it Bewitched? Mm-hmm. No, I never did. We never did a show on Bewitched, Priscilla. No, it was about some TV show. Well, yeah, maybe maybe Perfect Strangers. Yeah, that one. Who's that guy? Well, if you were listening to the show, there's a guy who wrote the laser. Oh, well, I wasn't really listening, but it was on. That's me and my sister. Priscilla, I'd like to apologize the koozie thing. <laughs> Thank you for That's listening supposed to, happen. to a half hour wasted. And be sure to check out the Legion of Dudes podcast. It comes out every Thursday on the same feed. Also, speak of the devil. Visit our website, halfhourwasted.com, to check out our blogs, the new forums, Forum for Geeks, photos, and more. Send your questions and comments to halfhourwasted at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 972-798-3830. You can also drop us an individual email at brad, frank, or bill at halfhourwasted.com. Visit our sponsor, DCB Service. And remember, till next week, I'm Bill. I'm Brad. And I'm Frank. And we'll see you next time on Half Hour Wasted. Really?